school, everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast. But Tempest T rocks or rock and it'll thrive. It's another special Wednesday episode of the podcast as it is March 3rd. And the reason why this one is special is because this band has a brand new album coming out on Friday, March 5th. And you guys really need to get ready for this one because I'm already considering this for album of the year. Yes, yes, I am. It is that incredible, and I got to talk all about it with two of the guys in the band. So, all the way from Switzerland, yes, I messed this up the first time when we do the intro of the podcast, you'll see that, but all the way from Switzerland, you're going to get to hear from the band Dream Shade. Yes, you're going to hear from Gian and Fry, and we will go all into their album, A Pale Blue Dot, which comes out on March 5th. And you're going to get to see why this album is absolutely incredible. And also, with us, have some fun along the way. So, are you guys ready? Because you should be. So, let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, our guys over at Amsplitter, man, they keep sending us all this good stuff in this one. This one took me by surprise completely. This band has a brand new album called A Pale Blue Dot coming out on March 5th of 2021. And I'm here to talk with the guys all about it. And I'm not going to mince words right now. This is an early candidate for album of the year on my end. So please welcome from the band Dreamshade, Gian and Fry. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. How's everything going over in Sweden during this crazy time of the world <laughs> in switzerland actually it's quite close to sweden uh if you talk from the u.s side but yeah it's in the middle of europe and uh, what's happening uh, here uh the same uh, ugly shit in the rest of the world unfortunately uh with the covid everything is uh, stopped and we are close safe so luckily on our place um but yeah we are so so happy to to share the record with all the world and um yeah the end uh, we we are fine we are so happy uh, this is a very special moment for us because it's a long time that uh, we are waiting to release this album the covid situation didn't help but we are very very happy about the result uh and uh yeah we are quite excited i got to say <laughs> wait man i already got to ask this question because if i mess this up already i'm sorry but i usually mess up at least once or twice you, is it Switzerland that you guys are from or Sweden? Because otherwise, then I'm going to look like a total fool that I messed this up. <laughs> no, no, okay. Is Switzerland. I mean, the band is from Switzerland. And especially Fry, he's from Milan, from Italy, not so far from here, close to the border. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, close. Band, yeah. Mm. So the but band, the band is, is, uh, yeah, we are a Swiss band. Yeah. Okay, so if anyone wants to make fun of me of that in the comments on this video or the podcast audio stream, please go for it because I definitely <laughs> messed that one up really, really badly. I am very sorry for you guys. I'm, I'm a, usually I'll say I'm usually incredible with geography, but lately just with all the podcasts I've been doing, there's some things I'm just like missing a little bit on and that just seems to be the one thing. So I am very sorry uh, about that. Kevin, but... Kevin, no worries at all. It's not the first time that happens and especially <laughs> uh, with with friends from US. Uh, I don't know why, maybe because because the pronunciation, I don't know, of the, of the countries, but yeah, no worries at all, <laughs> really. Oh, no, no. Now I feel bad because I'm like, I've got to look through my email right now and just be like, okay, where's the press release for this? To, so I can actually see if like if I got it wrong or if for some reason the press release had it wrong. If I got it wrong, I'm gonna be really bad. 
Okay, because I'm looking at the press release right now. It said Swedish modern metal rock band. So, oh. okay, now I'm not feeling as bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little bit more of a uh, whew, relaxed on that point. But before we get started, guys, one thing I always like to do to start out this podcast is to have you guys introduce yourselves to the audience as well so they get to lo- know a little bit more about you. So I always ask three questions. The first two, of course, are the easiest ones. The last one is my favorite. So the first two questions I want to know is what are your names and what do you do in the band Dream Shade? Then the third is my favorite. I want to know like I want to know like a wacky fact or a wacky story that you have by yourself. The craziest thing you can think of to share, because I would like to hear what people come up with. I've heard of people talking about different like pets that they've had go become famous on Instagram and Twitter. I've heard people tell me stories about how they um, knocked out a member of the band and took him to a beach and almost tried to bury him alive just for the fun of it. So if you guys got any crazy stories you want to share or crazy facts you want to share, go for it. I'll let you guys take it away. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, I'm John, bass player and keyboard player and samples programmer uh, in Dreamsheet. Uh, sometimes I do backing vocals, but I sing like shit, so it's not my <laughs> main job. <laughs> Luckily for my bandmates, um, crazy stuff. I don't know. You mean about myself or about the band in general? About yourself. About myself. Uh, I'm spending all this lockdown situation cooking as a not as a master chef, as a shitty chef, but I, <laughs> I'm becoming a pizza maker. Yeah, that's probably my my next job will be doing pizza for all my friends. There's nothing that I can imagine to do with more fun than be a pizza maker. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an actual pizza oven or is it just a normal conventional oven that you're cooking? No, that, that's the problem. You got a point, my friend. I got a regular oven and it's a very, it's a limit. It's a, it's a very hard limit. Uh, uh, my plan is to buy the, the right oven for my, for, to increase my pizza quality. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> All of a sudden pretty soon, you know, what's going to end up happening is, is once uh, live shows return, you guys will get back out on the road, play live shows. You're going to end up going around and reviewing everybody's pizza that you eat. Just be like, okay, I can make better than him. I can make better than him. Okay. This is actually really good. I'm not sure if I can top this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-mm. Alrighty, Fry, your turn. So yes, my name is uh, Fry Francesco Ferrini. I play drums in Dreamshade, and um, I don't know about crazy stuff. Uh, I, I was thinking, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe one of the craziest thing I decided to do was actually touring. I'm from Italy, but uh, touring US with this band years ago. Um, and uh, we stayed uh, in a like nine passenger van for uh, almost 30 days, like 20. We did 28 show in 30 days. Um, and it was winter time, it was like in November. And we toured also in the north part of US. And I remember it was freaking cold. Like, it was like, uh, like we have Celsius here. So it was like minus 25. So it's probably like, I don't know in Fahrenheit how, um, how minus cold is that? 20- but- it was minus, cold. <laughs> I'm trying to think minus 25 Celsius would be around, you know, here's my brain trying to wrap around the conversion because minus 25 Celsius would probably be around in Fahrenheit, probably close to zero degrees Fahrenheit. Honestly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was freezing for me and, um, and we slept inside the van for like every time, like every night. So we didn't have hotels and we didn't book any. any. That, that was one of the craziest uh, thing I decided to do, like, you know, to accept to to <laughs> to do this tour um, back in the that was 2012. I remember 
but yeah, it was freezing. So, okay, yeah, then I, I have to ask this question because when you said you toured in the northern part of the United States during yeah. that time, especially because that's where I am from as well, I have to ask what band did you tour with because I want to know if I end up seeing you guys live or not. Okay, um, I don't maybe. I, I mean, it was a hard rock band called uh, Rock Child. Uh, it, it's, it, they don't play anymore, but um, yeah, that time uh, we were touring uh, Rock Child. That, that was the name. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that definitely is someone that I did not get a chance to see live, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, that'd be kind of yeah. funny though to see you play live before it like when I, like yeah. eight years ago, nine years ago, before even knowing the, that I'd had you on the podcast today. So mm-hmm. had to ask. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. But one thing that was interesting was when you said you're from Italy, you said you're from Milan as well from earlier in the conversation that we've mm-hmm. had. And one thing that I noticed in 2020, one thing that I found out from doing all this stuff was how great of a heavier music scene that Italy actually is, especially further in the North. Cause I got to talk with some Italian metalcore bands, got in with them as well, just really got to enjoy their sound. So when it comes to starting out 2021 with new music coming from that part of the world, I mean, I'm not going to lie after hearing a pale blue dot, you guys started out incredibly well. I'm not sure if it's going to be able to be, uh, be top at this point. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, good bands here as well. Like in the, especially in the north, like you said, in the north Italy. Um, uh, there's uh, one band that I personally know, the uh, Destrage. Uh, is it's another band from um, like the city where I'm from, and they are pretty pretty big. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of other uh, heavy hitters, drummers, and yeah, metal. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's all good stuff too. And it's just, there's a lot of times where people don't necessarily think, especially over here in the U S don't think that that scene's going to be very powerful because when you're thinking over in the U S thinking the heavier scene, everyone's thinking more in the Northern part of Europe. So you're thinking something mm-hmm. like, you know, the Scandinavian countries, you're thinking like Norwegian death metal, some, right. like, some Swedish stuff. You're thinking metalcore like architects and bringing the horizon over from the UK, or you're thinking of any kind of German heavy metal because, I mean, the Germans go hard from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. No one really thinks about, like, anything more in, like, central or southern. Like in the but, south, yes. Yeah, but, I don't know, for some reason, yeah. But there's but, some really good stuff, and I just love to just tell people about it and just see them amazed when I play it for them. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so it's good We're stuff. right in the middle, actually, so it's, uh, it's quite inspiring, in fact, because... Um, um yeah when we tour europe for example for instance uh it's quite fun that when we when we pass through italy uh we really felt that the scene is a little bit different compared to the north but the quality is very high uh, even and uh for us it's special in fact because we feel closer to our home place so we feel very close to the italian scene if i may suggest you a band uh, a band of friends of us unfortunately this band just a couple of weeks ago uh i will say a new rage maybe you will mm. check it uh yeah. it's a band of friends of us unfortunately disbanded but they were they were quite good not so big not so famous but the quality was very very good and um yeah it's it's plenty of in fact italy and uh, and especially the north of italy of band like this so yeah <laughs> I will definitely check them out as well. But of course, the point is to get people to check out Dream Shade and get, to che- get them to check out a pale blue dot as well. Again, that I'm coming out on March 5th. Got to plug that once again to make sure no one forgets about that. So when it comes to this album as well, because again, I told you, I, I listened to it. I went through a full review. I'm looking at the review right now. Again, in a Microsoft Word document, it's 23 pages long. I went super deep into this. And when I was taking a look at some of the beginnings of it, the fact that you guys wrote this during lockdown for the during the COVID pandemic, especially in 2020, 
like a lot of people, a lot of artists, especially in the scene, really were focused on writing things because what else are you going to be able to do during that point? You can't tour. You can't really go out and do anything else. So why not write? So when it came down to writing this one, especially in more of that pandemic setting, maybe in the lockdown setting, separated from everybody else, what was that like? Um, in fact, was very strange, was very weird because um, not because of the recording process, because uh, we were quite used to work uh, by ourselves in our um, personal home studios. If I think about me with the bass and keyboards or Luca and Fella, the guitar players, we all uh, are used to record by ourselves. But the point is because uh, we were that kind of band who rehearse like three times a week, in fact, in general, and stay so long uh, without meeting each other. And uh, without playing the songs, we were writing it and recording and producing together was very, very, very weird. And, uh, and the other point was, uh, was, from, was Francesco, was Fry, <laughs> that was from the other side to the other side of the border in Italy. And oh. for different, different months, the, the border were closed. So we got to wait along to meet each other. And we, yeah, he records his part in Italy, but not the whole band can join him and during the recording. So yeah, we had some weird moment, but uh, at the end it works. Uh, the other crazy stuff was mixing the album, in fact, because uh, we were planning to go to Denmark to meet uh, Jacob Benson, uh, our mixing engineer, uh, the, the famous one, the great one, <laughs> great friend and a very, very unique um, record producers. Uh, we, we would love to, to go there, but it was impossible. So we, we mixed through Zoom and Skype <laughs> uh, with some special stuff to, to, to hear the audio without quality loss and delays. Uh, but it was very, very uh, hard and fatigous because staying connected to Zoom for maybe eight hours a day and, uh, and listen and listen and listen and talk and sometimes the connection get lost. So was very hard <laughs> for everybody, but it works. We are very happy with the sounds too of the album. Uh, he did a very excellent job, like always. So it was quite uh, yeah hard, but uh, but for us uh, works. But we, we can wait to 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 hit the road once again. I mean the, the point is the, the funniest thing for us in the in the world is touring, and now it's too long that we are not on the road. So yeah. the album is very good for us. <laughs> we are so happy, but we can't wait to to share it to share it live with the people. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> And when it comes down to write, like really uh, creating this album, especially during the pandemic as well, because with all the a lot of the production, especially a lot of the programming that need to be done on something like this, not being able to connect with your producer and connect with the mixer as well to really you know hone in on this directly, you had to do a lot of it over Skype or Zoom. That's going to be a, a huge challenge as well to make sure that everything comes out very very uh, pristine, very well done with a lot of quality, very perfect in the way that it did. So that's a huge challenge to undertake as well. But just a preface before, or perhaps before we really jump into the album, I got to say, you guys did an incredible job on this one. Like it, it was absolutely Thank incredible you. listening to the whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. No, no, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, but you know what? Um, we were... Um, quite lucky because we were used to work uh, uh, not like this but quite close in the past too for for the previous album because we were used to um, record and produce everything by ourselves uh, from 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 the beginning 
almost till the end uh, when when we give the um, the whole package the the files of the album to be mixed to the engineer in this case Jacob wants more one more time uh, everything is already um, or, or quite close to the you know to, to, to the end to what we would love to hear and uh, we we spend a lot of time talking to each other in the band um, about the sound about uh, all the details we we want to reach and hear in the disco in the album, and um, uh, so we went to to Jacob with a with an incredible list of things to do, of details, of keeping in mind, and a very um, precise pre-production of the album as a reference. Uh, that's the thing that many engineers are scared of because they don't feel so free to to work with the material when when the bands came with too much details but jacob is so used to working that way and he is so good to to found to find the, the right space and a lot of creativity that fits our needs and this is something very special that i never met before in the past just working with uh, with jacob benson and uh, because of we were we already uh, did one album with him and a couple of singles we were already you know uh, knowing each other so that's why it works even in the pandemic uh, situation so really when it comes down to it, it seems like you've definitely found the perfect person to work with when it comes to producing and mixing your songs just to make sure that everything sticks out as well as possible. And I got I to gotta go to Fry on this one just because I'm very curious. What was it like, especially being in a different country, though you were so close to them anyway, just being on the other side of the border, really working and trying to record this stuff and also contribute to the band the best way that you possibly could, again, just being one country over? Right. Yeah. The, it, my situation is kind of um, uh, like, how do you say, like singular, like particular, because I'm uh, in another country. Like I'm, um, of course, I live in Italy and the band is uh, in Switzerland, but um, it's very close. I'm very close to the border. It's like a 50 minutes drive. So it's not it's not far at all. Um, so we we speak the same language as well. Like, you know, it's Italian at the end, uh, even though it's a different country. So that make that helps a lot to feel like the same, uh, even though we are, again, uh, in two different countries. But uh, um, yeah, the this this year was um, because of this situation. Of course, uh, it was very tough um, because just for example, the just crossing the border, um, you needed to have a, like a work permit or like, you know, just a sort of, um, uh, uh, how do you say, like a, like a contract or something. Uh, it's not, it was not possible to cross the border, you know, every, every day, like I used to do before, um, just because of the COVID. So um, it was hard, yes, because, you know, I had to basically um, learn the parts and, and record everything, but I, I did it uh, here in Milano in my city. And then, yeah, we, we worked um, same like, like John said before, um, just using uh, Zoom, uh, Skype and calling. Um, but yeah, not seeing each other, it, it was very tough because we, we were used to like leave almost like 24 hours uh, like together 24 hours a day, every day touring. In 2019, we went to Asia and we went to um, like uh, Bulgaria. We went to uh, like the same Switzerland. We did other, other shows. So coming from that and then, you know, it's like, no, you're not going to see them 
like probably like in the next eight months. Uh, it was, yeah, it was tough. And that's even the next eight months kind of turned into, well, I mean, right now is the fact that it seems like things are starting to get a little bit better in the fact that we have the yeah. vaccine out there now, but still, it's still tough to try and get out and do some of these things, go some of these places and really get back to living life the way we had been before the whole entire shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's a, it's a bit better than, than, uh, uh, you know, the autumn, for instance, like September and October was really, really tough here. Um, but yeah, still, I, yeah, I cannot drive over Switzerland right now. So if I want to rehearse, I just got to do it by myself. And if I want to practice the songs, I got to do it by myself. Um, so yeah, we're still waiting for the, the, the day that uh, they will allow us to basically reunite and do a rehearsal <laughs> and uh, play the album we so, yeah. produced <laughs> yeah exactly we're waiting for that day so it's like not not yet but one thing that i do have to say about that is for when it comes to you of course being in another country and i'm able to go and see him right now and practice with them or rehearse with them one big thing is you are still consistently doing it on your own so that when the time comes you guys are able to get back together and rehearse it's going to be something where everyone knows the album. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows how to play it. Everyone has every little um, nuance stuck in their head so that when you guys get together, start rehearsing, you're able to go and play live shows. It's going to be something where you're going to have brand new music to show people. And there's going to be no real misconnection when it comes to your performance style between all the members of the band. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got to be ready for that day, basically, that that you're going to be there in the same room again and 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 play with them but um so but the the other thing is that um in general what do you do as i mean as for for my in my case as a drummer you always practice by yourself anyway so that that really helps you know just having a situation where uh you don't you do not have um a lot of rehearsal time is is still good because you have a lot of time just to perfect and and just to focus on your own part um so and i've been i've been having a lot of that time of course during this uh, period because it's a long it's been a long period but um but yeah i'm 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 getting ready for that day and you know as soon as uh, we will be able to to get together again um we will be you know ready to 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 rock again you know Trust me, I'm waiting for that day as well, where all of a sudden all these bands that have been further away from each other are able to get back together, start rehearsing, start playing live shows, crowds able to get back in there, and then you guys are going crazy up on stage while the crowd is going absolutely nuts, and I end up getting hurt in a mosh pit like I do almost every single time. (laughs) Don't worry, totally worth it, by the way. (laughs) I still miss that so much, though. (laughs) Yeah, live shows, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, mean, hopefully... Hopefully we're able to get them back because I know, especially over here in the U.S. still at the moment, when it comes to some of the, like the summer music festivals that that mm-hmm. were planned for 2020, but then of course got pushed back to 2021. At the moment, most of them are still planning on going on right now. So that's okay. that's a that's a positive, but it all depends upon how the situation with the vaccine rollout is going to be. Right. Yeah. Cause I heard, I heard uh, some shows, maybe uh, are they playing like some super small shows right now in us? Are they doing it? 
Yeah, I've, I, I've talked to a good number of bands on the podcast that have been playing shows throughout the whole entire pandemic. However, it's just they are very small. There's not a lot of people showing up at them. Okay. I have gone to two since everything had happened. The first one had maybe 100, 150 people there. The okay. second one I went to had about 50. So there's not okay. that many, and it's mostly everybody is spaced out. So it is a definite weird feel, except for the first one, though. Once the band went on stage I wanted to go see, they started an Amash Pit starter forming. I told myself, I wonder how long it's going to take for me to, you know, withstand jumping in there. I think I lasted all but half a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But here, more or less, the situation is the same. And before Christmas, uh, for instance, uh, we had the possibility to uh, play shows but just with 30 people uh, sit down. <laughs> so it was quite for, for, for rock and roll for metal music uh, uh was very yeah. weird in fact that's uh, really weird yeah and uh, every week then the number the limits of the people uh, in the audience change and now um now i don't know in february was zero <laughs> in fact <laughs> no audience allowed so um, yeah uh, that's the situation but yeah we also hope with the vaccines to to, to have maybe some some festivals, some shows this summer uh, would be very lovely, especially because in Switzerland there's a there's a great tradition of festivals. I don't know why it's a small country, but it's really fulls of festival, not just metal music. I mean every every genre. And um, the the past summer uh, for Swiss guys uh, as a Swiss guys was very very strange uh, without festival all around and uh, music in in uh, you know open air music. Etc. So yeah, we hope we hope in a better situation for this summer. <laughs> I'll say, don't worry, Gian. The same thing happened over here in the U.S., especially on my with me because I'm just. It was super weird not being able to go to some fest, all these festivals, go to all these concerts, and just basically just stick within my own little area right over here. I didn't really get to travel or anything. It it, it just did not feel right. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 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 But then even with uh, a pale blue dot as well with the album, I looked into a little bit more of it, taking a look at like how uh, with the press release that was put out there regarding to the theme behind the album, why it was called a pale blue dot based off of the book pale blue dot by Carl Sagan, which came out in 1994 based off that famous picture of the universe where you have this like a really tiny pale blue dot. That was all it showed in the black. And it was that's earth in comparison to the rest of the universe. So it just showed how small and, kind of insignificant we were in the whole grand scheme of things and especially kind of taking that mindset and taking that idea and really focusing the meaning of the music behind it really formulating the programming behind that as well it really did work out well especially given the fact that we went through we're going through a pandemic so the perception the perception of how so many different ideas and so many different things and concerns that we have in the world how they all seem so insignificant because there's so much more out there where the the tri most trivial thing that could be affecting us for our whole entire life could really be super insignificant. <laughs> exactly. You, 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 you took the point. That, that's the point. <laughs> it's perfect. Your, your description of the concept of the album is exactly this one. Um, um, I, I don't know. Uh, that's funny, actually. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe Fry, you can help me. I don't remember the exact moment where we came to the Apple Blue Dot uh, concept. I remember. It was, was not the very beginning of the writing process. It was in the middle, but I don't remember exactly uh, when. Yeah, I remember uh, Fella came up with that idea. I remember. he was. Uh, yeah, he was talking about it. 
uh, he, he I, I know that Fella, the other, the, you know, the, the guitar player, um, he, um, he was, uh, he always has been a really big fan of uh, Carl Sagan. Um, and he read the book, uh, I believe I remember. And um, he came up with the, with the idea. He explained to us the concept that he was, you know, uh, thinking of. And we were super excited. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it, we felt that it, it really, um, it, it adapted to the, to the album, like to the, to the concept that we wanted to give to the album, of course. Uh, just the, the fact that, you know, it's as we see the earth from, uh, from another, like from the space as a, like a little pale blue dot. Um, so the book of Sagan was just a perfect, you know, um, uh, how do you say, like, like how to explain basically what, what we were um, thinking of. And um, so it was the right fit, basically. He, he just, um, we were super excited when, when when he came up with the idea of giving the that name to the to the album, because even if you think about it in a way, if you take a look at the picture itself with the pale blue dot based on the book as well, you take a look at it and you're thinking about okay, think about the pandemic that we're in right now. Think about how it's just how it's affecting all of the all of Earth, and you take a look at that picture and it's only affecting that little tiny speck of that whole entire picture. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have a picture that's you know a couple million pixels, it's affecting one pixel. That's it. Yeah, like so, it, yeah. so it makes that seem less significant. But then, if you put it on a smaller scale as well, where if you just take a look at the world in general, yes, we're all dealing with the pandemic at the same point as well. But then, all the different things that we were worrying about, a lot of different things that we were, you know, freaked out about in terms of maybe some relationships that we had with other people, maybe how we saw the world, maybe how our perception was in terms of, you know, you never know politics, religion, whatever it might be. How in the grand scheme of things that is even more insignificant to prevent us from actually achieving what we want to achieve in life and potentially just be the best people that we can be and the happiest people that we can be. So it really puts into perspective how a massive event can make so many other events in your life that have seemed massive seem so insignificant and seem like they really weren't that impactful at all. But then you can also see how this worldwide event is super insignificant in the grand scheme of the universe. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Definitely, uh, this is the right interpretation of everything. I think. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I got it right yeah. again. <laughs> but you know, uh, another maybe another personal things for me that's it's absolutely connected to the whole uh, to the whole speech, the whole concept, is because uh, as a band, uh, of course, we we love to to travel to tour the world, and uh, um, we are not a band. Uh, we never talk about politics. We are not a, band, a politicized band, not at all. We, we neither talk about politics to one to each other in the band, but we know for sure that we we totally are against racism and all this kind of uh, you know uh, bullshit that divides people. Uh, we we really love and enjoy to to travel all over the world to meet new people to uh, getting talked in contact with 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 all the cultures that we have. That's very precious for us. Uh, it's just one world, and in this perspective, you know, uh, from from the pale blue dot, far from the universe, seeing this this pixel, as you said, um, it's it. It makes uh, more and more sense in in uh, in fact that we are we are unique, but we are all we are all the same on this little planet. You know, uh, there's no reason to uh, to fight one against each other uh, on this little pale blue dot. So this, for me, in, in 
as a very special personal matters. Uh, yeah. I think that's one incredible interpretation to put to it again as well, just because like we said, there's so many things going, there's so many issues that are on, going on in the world right now. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, we're just that little pale blue dot in that picture. That's it. We're, we're not, we're not anything more than that in the grand scheme of the universe. So exactly. <laughs> this is our place. You know, it's, it's, it's the only place we have. And, uh, this is for all of us. I mean, without any kind of difference. Yeah. Yeah, between people, I mean. Yeah. And when it mm -hmm. came to the whole entire album as well, really listening to it, just the dedication to that theme overall throughout all of the every single song that was on there was when I went through it was one of the key points that I put in my like section of the album. Because when it came to the overall theme, taking a look at the grand scheme of things that, you know, are probably rather insignificant in the, in the overall larger picture of the universe, really bringing that forward to the music really worked out well because... In my opinion, the words that were spoken in the lyrics were honestly less of the thing that really caught my ear, but instead it was how the instrumentation was constructed and especially how all the program that was electronic influences really made this whole entire feel stand out because those electronic influences gave more of this kind of like space cosmic feel to it. Very similar to what Pale Blue Dot is. However, it made it just, it made a connection to that overall grand scheme of things wherever you were trying to go from a sing, like maybe a single town to looking at the overall country where that single town is an insignificant problem or that country against the world, the world against the grand scheme of the universe, like how insignificant comes because there's always going to be something that's bigger and larger outside of that. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> and honestly, when it came down to the, all the, the electronic programming that you guys had on this album, one thing I have to, pre to say is this is, Normally, when when it comes to listening to music, when it comes to listening to any kind of because I was listening to rock, hard rock, punk rock, metal, metalcore, really got into metalcore as well. One thing I really enjoy is especially when everyone has this like raw, visceral sound to it, where it's very bare bones. It's very much more in your face. I'm not the biggest fan always of the heavy electronic, heavy produced side of things, just because I don't connect with it as well. However, when it came to a pale blue dot by Dreamshade, wanted to just put the name of the band in there as well for everyone that for some reason, if you guys forgot, you're not going to forget again. This was something that really stuck out to me as a major positive and something that I absolutely love because you guys always had that like cosmic, you know, like futuristic space kind of feel to the electronic program that you had in here. However, none of it was ever the same. Everything was tweaked just differently just to give each song its own identity. But that slight tweak when it came to the overall meaning of those songs, that slight tweak in the electronic base of it, it just made that um, made that message and made that uh, powerful just style just come out even more. This was something that just blew me away completely. This was amazing. Wow. Um, thank you. I get to thank you. Thank you to you. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, I spend with Luca and especially me, I spend... Tons of hours, weeks, probably uh, months, I would say, uh, on, on programming the album and playing keyboards. In fact, uh, it really amused me that you say that each song has a different um, kind of colors, thanks to the synth. Uh, because in fact, we we try, I try to um, to spend time on on not on plugins, but on on real keyboards. In fact, I don't have a stock of keyboards; I got just three with me. Uh, but uh, I spend many times on building the sounds from scratch. Most of the time are common sound. I mean, it's nothing very, uh, I mean, there's not a big invention, uh, but yeah, um, we try, I try to, to work on that sound and, and find the, the, 
yeah, something particular in a certain way, or the, the right fits for the song. That's what the yeah, the aim. And um, of course, we we use uh, some massive plugins uh, in the background that help us. But the top of the of the programming stuff uh, has been played and not programmed, in fact. So sometimes there are something that is not very precise, it's not very tight because it's made by my ugly ants. <laughs> and I'm not a keyboard player. I just studied a little piano when I was at school but, uh, as a second instrument. But yeah, I try to keep also this kind of dirtiness and the, the not precision of the sound of my keyboard. I got a, a plastic keyboard from the 90s, a Roland JD800 that I loved a lot. And uh, the sound, and then there are some noise, noise inside of it. It's not precise, it's not perfect, but that's what I like it. Um, and I, I try to keep all this kind of stuff in the in the album. It's not in the top. I mean, I think that Dream Sheet right now uh, are not a very heavy programmed band. There are a lot of stuff in the background, but this in the background is it, we, we try to be. Uh, as much rock as possible, guitar-driven and drum and bass band. But there are some details in the background that are quite important. And I'm so happy that you catch it. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and one thing when it comes to that as well is we're talking about more of that electronic bass being more in the background. And this one, I thought that you guys kind of match it up rather well with the same level as the just normal guitar-driven instrumentation was. However, on a lot of times with these songs, it just made a lot of sense to go with that route just to really go down that path and really focus in on that sound. Because again, just with the overall concept behind the album, bringing a little bit more in the forefront, really just let that grander scheme feel just that, you know, there's so much more out there that our problems seem so insignificant. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that in a way, and it just allows you to really kind of take a look into yourself, take a look to see how those problems are affecting you. And if in the grand scheme of things, should you be putting that much um, put that much effort and put that much worrisome into those issues. Uh, Fly, you want to say something? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah. When when you talk about uh, the electronic stuff, it, that's that's John and Luca. You know, I I just uh, I take care of drums. <laughs> that's oh, okay. it. But yeah, but um, it's a, it's a it's a very uh, deep um, thing what you said, Kevin. So it's uh. Uh, definitely it's uh, i i totally agree i don't know what to add to that because it's uh, it makes sense i mean yeah and and that's yeah I'll, I'll i'll add this to it though even when you take a look at that electronic station for everyone listening three songs that i think you should listen to to really just understand this is take a listen to light bringers because when it comes to like you know the the I would say like the median sound, like you know that middle that middle sound with the with the electronic instrumentation, where if it's going to be a little bit higher pitch, a little bit lower pitch, a little bit like a little more distortion to it, whatever it might be. This one had that style where it was really what you would expect. Then you go to a song like Elephant, which when you listen to it, like the it had this like Asian inspiration infusion that was put in the guitar, and then when the drums came with more of that heavy hitting style from you Fry, the tone overall was just still there and. I absolutely love this right from the outset because you're getting something incredibly unique with that sound, the song right from the beginning. And as on the album, this wasn't like anything I'd heard yet. And I think Elephant was song number nine on the run through overall. I think so. But it fit in so with the overall tone of the album so far. And that's where you're going to get that different electronic feel. However, it's just going to add so much more to it. Then a song like Nothing But The Truth, that's the third one you guys should listen to if you're looking at something like this. 
that a sonic electronic sound, it had this darker and overall deeper vibe to it, but it connects the theme of living the life in a lie and living in a fake environment and not really feeling the truth that's going on in the world. So just the difference within these sounds, like those three show heavier contrast between the three, but everything kind of really fits within there, but nothing is the exact same. Everything has a little bit of a different distortion, a little bit of a different tone to it, but it all works out in the end. Trust me on this. Wow, thank you. No, it's nice to know because we were reaching exactly these things. So um, if I think to Elephant, uh, that was a challenge for us too. Uh, it was the first time that the, we tried to, to write something like this. Um, and uh, it's true that um, uh, is something that uh, is special for the album in terms of sound. And I'm quite sure that uh, also Jacob Benson, the mixing engineer, start to mix in the album from Elephant. Uh, it's on that song that we build up the the the, the mixing process and the, yeah the, the the core of the album. But at the end, what it was very great in doing that uh, is um, um, yeah change from song to songs and uh, and adapt the mix a little bit to yeah to the flavor of uh, of each song. And in terms of programming, yeah. Um, we, I try really to, if I think to the to, to the things in the background, like the strings or choir or this kind of bad stuff that there are more or less in old songs, um, Elephant, I use some um, very complete different sounds. Um, the parts are so similar. I mean, we were when we, if we talk about pads and stuff like this, the the aim is to have something in the background out um, that stand up the the old songs. But yeah, uh, changing some little stuff there uh, makes a difference. Even if you're if you're, even if it's not on the top, and you can precisely uh, listen to that. But in the whole picture, something changed, and uh, that really makes me happy that you. Um, you feel it yeah <laughs> oh trust me when people listen to this album they're definitely going to be feeling this and if they don't i'm just going to have to say uh can you guys listen to it again and <laughs> try and feel it because it's it's all there it, everything is yeah. all there and um one other thing i like this just i gotta add this as well where it was just the way that the guitar tones were kind of were structured at times and with the distortion that was on them, it also created that same feel as well to sometimes when that program, that heavy electronic bass, when it was kind of pulled back a little bit more to the background and you let more of the instrumental driven style of it, just tweaking the distortions and tones out here continued to give it that overall feel of that electronic, sometimes cosmic, sometimes spacey, futuristic feel to really let us get into the overall concept of the album continually. But again, this is completely changing up the style as well with how much of that electronic bass is going to be in there. And it's, again, it just added so much variety to the album. Like Shanghai Nights was one of my favorite ones where this really did it because it kind of brought in a lighter sound as well. But then in the verses, when all of a sudden, Fry, when you're just like building up with a more metalcore bass style drum drumming, just how that contrast sounded just really stood out to me. I'm just thinking, there's a time when I really like this. And now there's a time why I like this again. <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. Let's just keep going with this. And I just listen to this song like over and over again, just thinking, is this really happening? Is this really something I'm listening to? And every time I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Okay, this is awesome. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thanks. You know, of course, we, we put a lot of work into the composition of, of, uh, of each song. And uh, one thing I want to say is, is that uh, me personally, as far as drumming, um, 
you know, um, Fella and Luca, they did a great job in uh, in uh, in the writing process in helping me because they they um, they are great musician uh, and great guitar players. But not only like they they can write drums, like they can write very good drums. Um, so they basically um, put down, you know, just wrote a lot of different like fields as well, like drum feel and and uh, sections breakdowns. And, and then they basically they gave me uh, like a, an idea, a structure to follow. Uh, and then of course we we made some adjustments to to my uh, style of playing. Um, and then I basically had to learn the parts to to record them. But yeah, I, I gotta say that like eighty percent of the um, uh, of the drums, as far as written, um, it's just uh, thanks to Fella and Luca. So they did a awesome awesome job. And like not not a lot of people know that because they they always think you know there's a the drummer and then there's a guitarist and then there's the, the singer so they when they listen and and they, they, maybe they say oh the, the drummer the drum part is awesome they think about the you know the drummer is awesome but like they don't think about you know the process is uh, it's a long process before uh, recording and the writing part is very important and they did a like very great job yeah. Oh, they, they absolutely did. So again, credit to where credit is due for those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. But one other thing too is, is when they're writing that stuff as well, one thing that helps them out is if they're writing a bunch of other parts for those songs while they're understanding where the song is going, they're understanding how the natural progression of that is and how the drums are going to be able to amplify that as well. However, as a drummer yourself, you're able to put your input there as well to really understand yeah. the exact same point. So all of you guys are able to bounce ideas off of each other and see potentially something that's going to work. Try something a little different. Try something a little crazy where, you know, when you think about it and really try and conceptualize it in your head or write it down on paper, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out at all until you actually try it. There are plenty of times I've talked to bands about this and said, if you think of something crazy and it doesn't work in your head, give it a shot. See if it works. Actually mm-hmm. play it. Because if it doesn't work, then you know. But if it works, you might have stumbled on you might have just come up with something absolutely incredible and you had no idea that you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that. Like just, just try it, you know, just, just have an idea and just put it there. Try to see if it works after, like maybe sometimes it doesn't work in your mind, but it works in real life and, and, you know, opposite. So you, you have to experiment for sure. Oh yeah. And even like some of the experimentation you guys did with some of the guitar tones as well, and two songs that stick out to me again, I got to go save this and nothing but the truth because I felt like, especially with the style they went with, you guys had this um, inspiration from Architects in a way, just the way the guitar distortion was constructed. It reminded me a lot of the stuff they did off the Holy Hell album in 2018, which don't get me wrong, that was one of my favorite albums of the year. So this was awesome to listen to. But how you tweak them just a little bit to make them sound completely different was absolutely incredible. Save this because you use that bass sound, but you gave it a higher pitch and a little bit of a lighter distortion to it. And this really gave the song its own feel of realization and epiphany and it plays perfectly at the end of the album just to close it out mm-hmm. to really give this more just realization moment just by listening to that tone. Then going back to Nothing But The Truth, which I think even came right before that, again, you use that bass sound as well, but it had this deeper sonic electronic bass to the overall tone. And this is just what I talked about earlier. This song, Nothing But The Truth, it's just this whole dense full variety track that i mean you guys threw a lot into this thing and at times when you throw a lot into stuff sometimes it just gets messy this was definitely not the case this was a fantastic song so 
I can't wait for people to listen to that one and just start sending you guys message saying nothing but the truth. How did you come up with this? Like they're going to be asking you these questions left and right. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks again. Um, I gotta be honest. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, some, um, uh, base scene could be, or some, uh, programming on the low end. Um, we, don't put too much stuff on the low end, in fact, because uh, the, the natural sound of the bass uh, feed the whole place of the low end. So um, there's not too much stuff in terms of programming going down there. Of course, there are some sound design effects. Sometimes I put some, some sub bass, but just subtle uh, in, in just a couple of parts in the whole album. The, the, the very uh, effort in the low end has been made by by the, the natural bass guitar and uh, and uh, and the drums also, um, and I got to be honest, uh, Jaco Benson uh, is a master on that, literally, because uh, I, I had the precise idea of the the bass sound that I wanted to have, but he took it to the next level absolutely, and it really surprised me uh, on how the low end is very well uh, under control for the entire album even or without the scenes. And uh, yeah, he makes a difference on that. But, um, the, the, if, if I can share a, a funny story with nothing but the truth, it's, uh, it's um, uh, regarding the featuring with John Harry of Dark Tower, because Fella, uh, he toured with them a couple of times, in fact, uh, as a guitar player. And they, they become friends, of course. And uh, uh, we record John uh, when Fella was touring uh, with them in Europe. And I remember that uh, we had to, to send him uh, um, an audio interface to record <laughs> the song in the park during, in a backstage in Switzerland. So we waited that the, the Darkest Tower with Fella came to Switzerland and we went there to give him the, 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 the audio interface to, to track the song just in the backstage because the Darkest Tower concert. So in a couple of minutes, he did it. And um, yeah, then he retouched something in US when the tour was finished. But yeah, uh, it was a very funny story. And uh, um, it, it really explained how um, the whole album has been made in a very, uh, um, how to say, uh, easy way. Of course, we, we had the pandemic uh, stuff uh, at the end, but um, we... The, the writing process and also recording the, the features was very, very, very easy because we, at the end, it's not a, a feature with a famous person, it's a feature with a friend. And uh, that's why he worked very fine. Well, a couple things first is, yeah, thank you for correcting me on that when it came to the thing, when it came to the point he made with the bass as well, because when there's stuff that I when there's stuff that I bring up on the podcast and it's just that if I'm trying to analyze something, if I get something wrong, I'm always more than willing to learn and just see where other things came from. So thank you for bringing that up. And when it comes to uh, having the feature on that one, having a feature with a friend just makes it a lot more natural. So because then you understand each other, you understand the idea that the song is going behind. You're gonna end up understanding the mindset that the band has as the person that's being featured on there. So when it comes to delivering the vocals in the best way possible you already have this what's the best way to put it you already you already have this understanding on how to do it that if you brought in someone that was a lot more like more prominent in the scene they're not going to have that understanding as well so they might take in a little bit of a different direction that might not necessarily make it feel as natural however i mean this one felt incredibly natural overall so picking him to go with that feature was a great move on your part 
Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one has been made, the other features, um, it's thanks to Fry, in fact, because uh, Rose Villan, uh, the girl who sings in Stone Cold Digital, uh, we, ha- we were fa- uh, fans of, uh, of this girl. And we discover <laughs> that Fry know him. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a funny story. A funny I mean, story. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's the the best way how how to explain it, uh, how to say it, but uh, um, for some reason, like Fella, he wanted to uh, he really liked the artist, like Rose Villain. Um, he for some reason uh, came uh, to know her uh, years ago uh, when, when she performed in uh, Switzerland uh, during a big show with, uh, with another artist, like a rapper artist, uh, a pretty, pretty famous rapper here in Italy, actually. Uh, so he always wanted to, he always thought about, you know, like that girl, she, she's got a great voice. Um, she's got presence and, you know, he was a fan of her. But I never knew that. Like, I, like, he never told me for some reason. I don't know. Like, John, did you know that before? Like, before we went to Asia? Because uh, I, I, that's that's when I found out, basically, during during the tour in Asia. Like, no, did, did we, you know we, that before? No, we all were fans of Rose Villain because we are in love with Salmo, this Italian rapper. Right. That we, we are really fans of him. And we discovered Rose Villain through this guy because uh, they did some features. And mm-hmm. uh, But we never talk about that, in fact. Right. Uh, so so when, <laughs> when we were in Asia, basically, we were touring, okay? Um, I was I was just you know in the in the um, hotel we were we were on the in the in this uh, hotel just uh, chilling and I was texting and I was texting to her um, and and then fella was just watching my phone and at that moment he was just beside me and I remember he was like dude I, I, are you texting to Rose Villain because because I saved her you know like that's <laughs> Rose Villain on the on the cell phone and I was like yeah she's my friend <laughs> and he was like what. <laughs> Like, how do you, like, really? How, like, how do you know her? And then and from that point, I explained what happened. Basically, me, uh, um, we were, we, we've been friends since 2009. Like, so it's been 11 years because we did uh, school together in Los Angeles, in, in California. We, we did the um, uh, College of Music. Uh, uh, in, we were in the same program, basically. I was doing the drum program. She was doing the BIT, so the vocal program. And that's where we met. And then, you know, of course, we, we, we became friends and we started a band together. So I was playing with her uh, back in 10, 10 years ago. And so we, and then she became like pretty famous now. Like, you know, she's Rose Villain. So, um, but they knew, they didn't know that actually. We, we never had a chance to, to talk about it with Dreamshade because I joined the band right before the Asian tour. It was like months before, like three, four months before. So uh, it was a funny story because it's like it's, it all happened almost like randomly, and fella, mm-hmm. fella was like, wait, 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 what a second, wait a second, <laughs> and then you know we we talked to her. Of course, that that really helped, you know, being friends. But she she really liked uh, the music we were doing and the song uh, that we were writing. So the whole process was really smooth, and and she she was super excited to to be part of it. And take. Uh, I was like, take a look at the notes that I have with the song that she's on. And the name of the song is Stone Cold Digital for everyone that's listening. Because where Rose Dillon comes in is right in the start of the closing chorus is what I, what I remember. And it's ended up being an incredible move by putting her on there. Because there's a lot of times that I've seen with rock and metal bands where when it comes to that last chorus, sometimes there's a key change to just kind of have it registered in a higher key just to change the overall feel of the chorus. 
And this one, it did the exact same effect, but however, is having the female vocal in there, having a softer style of vocal in there, allowed for the message of the song just to sink in to you in a completely different way with a completely different perception. I was all here for this one. I love the move on this one because it gave the song a lot more density, a lot more life to it, and a lot more relatability just by that small feature. It was it was really well done. So well done, Brian. Just get uh, text her that one point just to make sure all of a sudden have fun go. Yeah, what? I mean, that's the I I just um, I, I'm I'm glad that I ha- that I could help because it's uh, I I agree with with what you said. And then you know, of course, like the pro the writing process uh, and the and all the recording process. That's all John and and Luca and Fella. They they really you know took care of um, with Rose, of course. You know of everything. I just you know I was like, hey, I'm glad I, I could help. Just you know, <laughs> bringing the friendship on the table and. And I'm glad she liked, you know, the 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 featuring. So she's incredible. She's incredible because it's very professional. So we yeah. we, we received the tracks and we haven't to do nothing. I mean, everything was in place. Everything was perfect. The interpretation, the the sounds, the different voices. I mean, she's very she's very unique. And uh, and they really appreciate that. I mean, if you look at her career right now. Uh, she's very close to the to the rap and hip hop world, but she doesn't care. I mean, she has the possibility to do a features with a metal Swiss band. She don't care if she if she liked the song, she did it, and and it's very yeah. it's very um, appreciable. I mean, it's very yeah yeah. Because I know, I know for, for a fact, yeah, she always she always listened and she always liked um, rock music as well. I remember from college, like in two thousand nine, she always. Uh, like listen to Paramore and to like uh, like Incubus and a lot of like a lot of modern rock uh, beside the rap and and pop uh, you know um, how does it feel like you know because she's she's now uh, doing a lot of rap and like John said a lot of mm-hmm. uh, like modern rap and and uh, pop but she always liked uh, liked rock music so it's uh, it's a really cool thing that. She wanted to, to do this featuring. Yeah, and that's so important for us too because we are the same. I mean, we listen to a lot of different music from hip hop, yeah. uh, rap. Uh, uh, I listen to a lot of reggae music also. Uh, we really switch from completely different music styles. And uh, yeah, th- this is something that we, we also like in, in the other in other people and other musicians, you know, uh, to be open-minded in that way. Mm. And just going from a uh, row standpoint as well, one thing I've seen, especially in 2020, was you're starting to see more of those artists that are more concentrating the pop and hip-hop and rap realm start to do a couple more features on different rock and metal tracks. I mean, take a look at Youngblood when he did the feature on Obey with Bring Me the Horizon. For someone sure. like myself, I had I didn't listen to any of his music, but all of a sudden listening to how he performed, I'm like, okay, you know, is it someone that I'm gonna potentially check out? Maybe is it someone that now I have an idea of their sound, I'm more likely to check out in terms of their music? Absolutely, because it and it worked out with that feature as well. With Rose on this track as well, it does the exact same thing where her vocals just amplify it, even though her forte might not necessarily be in rock and metal. But am I for someone like myself? Am I more inclined to go and find out more about her and listen to some more of her stuff? Especially if you're listening to that, absolutely I am. So it's not only a smart move on her part, but also a smart move on your part as well to add her into that song and just give the song a completely different feel 
and add even more to the density behind the song on the back end. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> that was so, the plan. <laughs> and what, one other thing that really stuck out to me about this album was there was a song that really just, when I listened to it, I honestly couldn't believe the move you made on it. And it was the song, a place called home because it felt like you went with more of like, especially the verse of more of this like rap rock styling at the exact same point. And I was nowhere near expecting that on this kind of an album. But when you put that in there, this was the kind of thing where I said, you try, you have an idea, you try something. And when you think about it with the way the album is going with the styling of the album on paper, in your head, it might not seem like it's going to work out, but when you actually do it, this was probably my favorite song on the album. I'm not going to lie. This was something that just stuck out to me. Like I, I, I will even go back and find me a link that I have to the album right now and still listen to it again and again. Cause I'm like, this thing just sticks out to me so much. Wow, thanks. Nice, nice. That's important and makes Fella happy because it's Fella, the guitar player who sings in the in the um, uh, yeah in the verse, the rap part. Because uh, as I said, we we are really fan of the in, in general of different music styles, especially rap and hip hop, and we we all grow up with different music styles, but with a band in common probably, and this band is Linkin Park. <laughs> so uh, for it was not intentional with a place we call home, but at the end, I, I think that. There are some some subconscious connection to, to what we heard in in Nickin Park because for us it's very uh, common to have a yeah a rap uh, verse in in a song. Uh, it's not the first time, but maybe with a place called Home, uh, um, yeah, um, it works well than 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 we did in the past. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's a song I I also like too a lot, especially for the lyrics. In fact, yeah. From from my standpoint, like when you guys did this, the song completely changed up the overall tone the album was going for, but it still kept that overall same feel. And I thought it was one of the best things you could have done because the song had a brand new identity and it let the message be delivered in this more raw, but also understanding way that also sometimes could get lost in the clean vocal, but it still had the exact same feel. And when the verses were in there, the heavier tone of rapping, it reminded me not of Linkin Park, but a band that was inspired by Linkin Park with Hollywood Undead with their album Notes from the Underground, which came out in 2013. And that was my favorite album by them. I absolutely love it. So this move that you made on this one kind of just evoked that same feel of that album. I absolutely love it because you have the deeper feel. It had a heavier impact with the overall message behind it. Plus the pacing on this, especially within the instrumentation and within the uh, the verses as well, was absolutely great because they were slightly faster with the vocals and the backing instrumentals. But it was so it was like so calming in a way, but it was also so concentrated at the exact same point as well. It was this incredible mix that just right when I heard it, I after the first verse, I knew that this was gonna be my favorite song on the album, and it still holds true. Nice, nice, thanks. Uh... Yeah, it's a special one. Uh, and it's nice to know because uh, um, uh, as a mainly metal band, when you um, when you go so far, um, you never know how the people will react. But in fact, I think that in general, our fans are quite used to that. And uh, uh, But it's always nice to have this kind of uh, confirmation, you know? Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and... But before we close out the little full-on review of 
a place called or pale blue dot. I'm gonna send a place called home. There we go. There's my second mess up of the day. <laughs> Before we finish up with the, a, a pale blue dot by Dream Shade by you guys, I whenever I do a whole entire review, I always put an overall at the end, just kind of summarize my feelings on it. And this is how I put it. I'm gonna be reading it right off what I wrote so I don't mess this up. And when it came down to it, when I first saw the album, because I had never heard of you guys before, I never heard of any of your music, I had no idea what to expect, honestly. And more of that, and with looking at like the way that the album cover was and looking at kind of the uh, message, I thought they were going to get that, you know, cosmic sonic feel with the electronic inspiration in there. And that was my guess. And I thought, you know, at times that I've heard that I haven't necessarily really been the biggest fan of it. However, I was dead wrong on any of this stuff because when I listened to the album, the dedication to the theme on this was absolutely key and how the use of any electronic instrumentation and influence and the guitar distortions really made these songs stand apart from another while all still being connected at the exact same time. It was absolutely incredible. Plus that rap rock sign in a place called home was one of my favorite things on the album. It really stuck out. Overall, this album was one that my preconceived notions said, eh, you know, you might not be the biggest fan of that. But this is why I listened to it, because my preconceived notions were absolutely wrong on this one. I really love jumping into this one. And as it stands right now, this is one of my early considerations for album of the year when it comes to 2021. So watch out for this one when it comes out on March 5th, because it is incredible. You guys are going to have to listen to this one. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, Kevin! Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks to 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 take all this time to to yeah. you know to 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 get into the album uh, and yeah, thanks. It's very very it's very special for us. <laughs> this is going to be an album where people are going to listen to it, and it's going to be very easy for them to invest their time into listening to it, really understanding the message behind it, and really just letting themselves get influenced by it in a way. It's something where that, again, that electronic influence that you guys put in there with some of the programs, sometimes a little bit more programs, sometimes less programming. But then again, just the way the tones of it work to really just change the sound of these songs ever so slightly overall to make them sound completely different, but also connect at the same time as well. Everyone's going to be able to find, honestly, out of, a, out of the 14 songs that are on here, my guess is at least five that they're going to connect with incredibly well and just like really stick in their minds. So this is something that, you know, I'm going to make sure like when, when this album comes out, I'll make sure people know about this make sure my audience knows about this as much as possible. Because if I'm saying this is already an album of the year consideration and when I listened to it for the first time, when I got to listen to it back in January, like, come on, like that's an early call, but still, if I'm already thinking that at this point, I can't wait to see what the rest of the year has to bring, but also where this ends up landing in that top 10 list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And so you never, you never know. It might end up number one at, at at the end of the day. You never know. However, this is going to be like when it comes to a bunch of the other albums that are coming out this year. This is going to be really hard to top, honestly. Just again, the dedication of the craft, incredible on this front. Wow, it would be lovely. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And I hope that when the album does come out as well, that the reception that I was able to give you guys is the reception that your fan base gives you. And not only that, but people who do not know anything about Dream Shade at this moment give you, listen to it and just say, I didn't know about you guys, but now you've got a fan for life. Because <laughs> I'm oh, saying that's... that. I'm saying that. <laughs> wow. Um, very nice. Thanks. <laughs> so... Outside of a pale blue dot and outside of that, once it comes out, I mean, 
what what's the plan going forward as well for the album when it when it releases and then of course i know 2021 we still have no idea when it comes to live shows but do you guys have anything like potentially planned in the works if you can't give specifics i totally understand however it's just i'm always curious to know if there's something else going on in the works in terms of getting back out there playing live performing live yeah i mean i i just speak for myself i really hope that we're gonna play shows as soon as possible because i really miss them but um john knows more than me for sure (laughs) (laughs) i agree that i mean we are a live band first of all so we miss the road and we can't wait to 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 get back to the road of course but um we we figured with this album and especially with the two singles we released before question everything and uh, um and the other one (laughs) uh that um we will love to uh, keep releasing songs more more regular in the future. Mm-hmm. So we are still working on new material. We are at the very beginning of it. I got to be honest, uh, but we we'll love. Uh, we would like to yeah re- release something more in 2021, especially because we got an album that has uh, her tenth um, birthday this year. Um, Silent Heights. And it would be lovely to celebrate that album in a certain way. We don't know already uh, how, but we are working on it. And uh, yeah, we would love to release some new song uh, with or without the COVID situation. So, yeah. And maybe tour the it. US. Tour the uh, US, yeah, we'll John. I want to yeah. go back to US. That, yeah, me yeah. too. It's a, lo- it's it's like, a long time. Man, I've been, because mm. Kevin, I've been to US for uh, many years and... Um, and I really miss it because the last time I was there it was uh, 2015, maybe. So it's yeah, 2015, I believe. So I, I really miss, it and it was it, it would be awesome to tour with Dream Shade. So it, it would be so yeah. Hopefully yeah. in the future mm-hmm. we'll make it. Well, hopefully in the future it's able to happen. But well, once live shows return, because I would love to have you guys come over to the U.S. make some sort of a run through throughout the country, just because. Again, I, again, I think the album is absolutely incredible. There are plenty of bands that, especially you guys talk about how you're a live band. There's be plenty of bands that are looking to just add a lot more, you know, people onto these bills as well. To the point where, you know, it's like, okay, you're gonna get a, a like a huge band. All of a sudden, you're gonna be the one opening for them. And I'm talking about like, okay, you've got, you know, your opener band, then number two, number three, then the headliner. You guys probably fit in like that number three marker just because of how great the sound is. But when it comes down to what you said about uh, Jan, what you said about you know continuing to release potentially even more new music in 2021 following the release of a pale blue dot i really do like that idea as well and that all stems from how music is consumed by people these days because everyone's streaming on different platforms spotify apple music usually your two most prominent ones and when you consistently are releasing material i know the way the algorithms are looking at it when you're consistently releasing new material that's what's going to be put on different playlists and people are going to be paying attention to those playlists and then your name is and your songs are going to be continually popping up on these playlists that they're following on these different things that they're following as well so they're going to your name's going to appear in their head and they're going to end up checking you out one way or another so it's just yeah. kind of that kind of in a way hacking the system but i know there's a lot of bands that are looking at doing that right now and that's just something that it's just the way that the the consumer is listening to music right now on on a basic standpoint Myself, however, I still like to download all this stuff because I like to listen to it, always have a hard copy of it in a way. And well, 
I don't know why. I just don't get into the streaming stuff that much. So I'm, I'm a dinosaur in that front. <laughs> no, I mean, um, you're not a dinosaur. We, we printed some vinyls because we love it. So we, we love to be dinosaurs too, <laughs> in, that, in that way. Um, but um, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a modern way of releasing music and the schedule in releasing is very important for, for the streaming platform. This is one point we we don't actually care about it too much, but we have to care about it, of course. But the point it's more the intention of releasing new material is more to compensate the fact that we cannot join your city, your place, and <laughs> our fan places. So we 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 would love to stay in contact with with you all and oh. and releasing songs or material or so videos or. Or stuff is the only way we have at the moment, so um, it makes more sense right now than ever. Uh, so why wait too much? Why why wait another entire album? We don't know, but we would like to to stay more in contact with people with our songs. So yeah, why not releasing some stuff? We are working on it. Yeah. Okay, I'm a big fan of that where it's trying to you know consistent like continue to grow as like this crazy route as possible, trying to hack all these different ways into. Uh, maximize yourself on streaming platforms that's not the core goal behind it the big picture thing is you want to make sure you're staying connected with the fans while you can't tour i i totally understand that i totally respect that also with the fact that you said you guys printed some vinyl um okay let's get my credit card out after this because this thing can use another vinyl to run on. <laughs> man I, I think that you 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 absolutely gain and earn your personal signed vinyl by us by all the time and effort that you put on the on this yeah. interview and uh, and your uh, yeah your interview and stuff so um, we will definitely send you a vinyl <laughs> you don't have to pay it at all <laughs> holy shit that's awesome Woo! <laughs> a, a minimum it's the minimum man you really uh, earn it yeah sure <laughs> well i mean thank you very much that is that is absolutely incredible because i this album is again i'm already calling it but album of the year contender for 2021 as we're into the first, you know, only in the first quarter of the whole entire year when releases are going to come out. And this is something that's just still sticking in my head, even after listening to it. I mean, to come up with a whole entire review for it and really dive deep into it. I think I listened to this thing for like three or four days at this point. It's the longest I've ever gone into wow. deep, deep with an album, but it's just because there is so much substance behind this album. There's so much going on, but it all works in this one continuous flow with everything sounding different but also connected at the exact same time this was something that really took a lot of dedication from you guys really took you know really focusing in on your craft really focusing on every little aspect of it and when it's going to come out i mean it's all going to show it's going to pay off and this is potentially going to be i mean i'll put it this way this is easily going to be your best album so far thank you guys thanks thanks yeah. kevin thank you very much <laughs> So looking at the time, we're kind of getting close to like the hour 15-ish mark. And I think that's a good way to kind of close up because we went so deep into a pale blue dot. We really got to know all about it from you guys as well. So that when it does come out, I mean, hopefully everyone that listens, podcast fans are going to be like, okay, we got to go pick up a copy of this right now. Or when it comes out, we got to pre-save this thing. We got to stream it as much as possible. We got to tell our friends about it. We got to tell our neighbors about it. We got to tell our mom, dad, if we got to tell our pastor about it, we got to tell the crazy guy down the street that's just sitting on the corner because he's going to listen to it as well. We got to tell everybody about this thing. Yes, <laughs> thanks. We all, street promotion is 
old school fascinating and the, the best one ever <laughs> oh yeah so as we close this out i always like to give you guys a chance to say anything you want at the end of it whatever it might be whatever you want to promote whatever it is so the option is yours the floor is yours guys whatever you want to say john um uh <laughs> I will say, first of all, oh, thanks to Kevin. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And to the other, to all the other people listening to us, uh, we are a very um, small Swiss band. So a small band from a small country in the middle of Europe, but with a big heart. And uh, we put a lot of these hearts in, the, in this album of Pale Blue Dot. Uh, we, we really... Uh, love to have the possibility to share it with you so uh we would also love to to get back your 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 feedback your emotion your sensation positive and negative too about this uh this album we hope that our music uh, uh amuse you inspire you in every way uh and uh that's it see you next time see you to the next song see you to the next album see you hopefully on the road live uh, as soon as possible and uh, in case uh, come to us and say hello oh. <laughs> hey <laughs> all right Fry, if you got anything you want to say or otherwise i can just close this one out and go crazy yeah i just want to say thank you for the for the time that you spent like honestly with the uh you know the time that you put to listen to our work so thank you kevin and thanks for everyone listening yeah Alrighty, now it's my turn to close this out, and I've got five things I want to close this out with. I hope I get all five. So first things first, when it comes to a pale blue dot, when it comes to Dream Shade, when it comes to finding them online with all their socials, finding them on YouTube, finding their website, being able to buy some of their merch, which you should, and being able to either pre-save or stream this album, whatever it might be by the time this comes out, because it comes out on March 5th. All the links for everything that you could possibly want are going to be in the description of the podcast on the description on YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. It's a one-stop shop. You would like just click, bing, bang, boom, call. And then, you know, I'm making it as easy as possible for you guys. It's it's, it's just going to be the convenience fact. You're not going to have to look it up. I'm going to do all the work for you. Just look at the links below to follow, find all their stuff. All right. Second thing. When a pale blue dot comes out, remember, it comes out on March 5th. Please make sure, again, to go and listen to it. As this podcast, I will also be doing a review on our YouTube channel of the album as well. It'll be very similar to kind of what we talked about here because I went through everything I like about the album and it was a lot. So you're going to see a lot of that as well. So if you want to check that out, that'll be out pretty much the same day the podcast comes out as well. Third thing is when they're able to tour again, please make sure you go and see them live because hell, I want to go see these guys live. So make sure you're able to do that. Keep tabs on them so that you know when cops return, go check them out. Fourth thing is, when you guys come to the U.S., or I'm still hoping to be able to make it out to Europe in 2021 to hang out for a couple of weeks, bounce around a couple of different places, see as many shows as possible, that if I get a chance to see you over there or if I get a chance to see you over in the U.S., however, it's going to be a when this happens. When this happens, I would love to be able to actually meet you guys in person and talk to you guys. And whenever I enjoy doing interviews, I have this thing I like to say, and it always comes when I see you guys play live for the first time or get to meet you for the first time. And that's this. When it comes to the when it comes to this, drinks first rounds on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you say it. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone says. It's like okay. On the you second, said the third, and the fourth from us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lucky man. Yes. All right. So then Gian and Fry, I do not like to end these episodes. This is the fifth thing. I do not like to end these episodes with saying goodbye because I love this album. I want to see you guys play live. I want to see you guys continue to grow as a band. And also, again, first rounds on me. I got to make good on that promise. So in good conscience, I cannot end this with a goodbye because that seems like we're calling it a day forever. And I do not want to do that. So I will end with what I always end it with. See you later. See you later. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Gian and Fry from the band Dream Shade. And yes, when it comes to Find a Pale Blue Dot, the album online, when it comes out on March 5th, again, take a look at the description of the podcast. I'm going to have all the information where you need to find the band on their socials, find them, them on the website, find their merch, and also stream their music as well. Because I want you guys to listen to this album. This thing is transcendently fantastic. The electronic instrumentation that they use in this is incredible. It is, it is just, it's, it's indescribably beautiful, honestly. And I think I did a good job on the podcast as well. So please make sure you check it out and please make sure you keep tabs on Dream Shade going forward because they're going to have more coming out for you in 2021. And when live shows return, make sure you get to go see them play live because that's one thing I want to do. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to The Call. Progression podcast for Tampa City Rocks where rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I and everything always up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yeah.